Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our readings this morning are from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 4 through 11. My sermon is titled, The Whole Countryside. As this is Baptism of the Lord Sunday, you are invited to have a simple bowl of water and a candle prepared. When we get to the renewal of the baptismal promise, you'll be invited to mark yourself with water and remember your baptism, or to simply receive a blessing in whatever way feels right to you, knowing that our unity is not found in our conformity, but in our diversity. If you haven't been baptized and would like to be, I'd be happy to speak with you about that. So simply send me an email and we can connect. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Two highlights. Today we will have perspectives at 1130 with Dr. John Prescott. His three-part class is titled Three Musical and Spiritual Journeys for the Winter. I hope you'll join us. This Thursday, the 14th, we will have virtual small groups at 8 p.m. via Zoom. I also invite you to join us for that as we spend an hour in conversation, spiritual practice, and adding some color to our daily routines. And now, in preparation for worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still as you prepare to worship God. In the beginning was the voice, and the voice of God thundered over the water. The voice of God sounds over the deep, saying, Come to the Jordan, wade into the stream, for the Christ grants strength to those who are weary. For God blesses the peoples with peace. O children of earth, Step off the bank and into the waters. And the clouds shall be rent by the light of heaven. There shall be evening and there shall be morning. And we shall worship the one who declares this day good. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way and who shall wear the robe and crown good lord show me the way oh sisters let's go down let's go down come on 
good old way and who shall wear the starry crown good lord show me the way oh brothers let's go down let's go down don't you wanna go down oh brothers let's go down down in the river to Let us pray. Holy God, whose spirit descends over the waters, descend upon us today. Where we are broken, heal us. When we are daunted, give us inspiration. Allow us to believe the promise that through our baptism, you are in the waters of life with us, calling us to a new life in Christ. Now in silence, we continue our prayers to you. In the beginning, God created the world. And God said, this is good. Very, very good. In the beginning, God created us. And God said, we are good. Very, very good. At our baptism, God embraced us with love. And we know this is good. Very, very good. Friends, through the love of Christ and the power of God, we are not only forgiven, but welcomed home. And this is good, very, very good. Alleluia. Amen. Thank you. 
A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, we give you thanks for these ancient words. Open our hearts and minds that we might hear your word for us this day. Amen. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness God called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, beginning with the fourth verse. Listen for the word of God. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And the voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Here ends the reading. It's hard to believe we've entered a new year. It feels more like we're stuck in some wormhole and time no longer makes sense. The first week of January is simply an extension of the year before and of what has become a norm of crisis after crisis in our country. It used to be a rare occurrence to have to recalibrate the weekly liturgy to be able to hold an all-consuming national trauma. Now, our attempts at descriptions are trite. So common are the shockwaves we live through, and I'm tired. How many times before it's no longer believable can orators give assuring speeches? How many times have I attempted the same? So what do we do? As people who have lived through a roller coaster that just won't seem to end, what do we need? What would be helpful to you? I've been sitting with our texts trying to figure out what they have to say. Lost in academic arguments and old theological wars, and I keep returning to John, dressed as Elijah, standing at the river. Though I imagine the Jordan to be flowing with clear water, in truth, it is as brown and muddy as a pothole on a dirt road. In the 19th century, throngs of tourists and pilgrims began to make trips to the river with a hollowed dream of what they would find. Mark Twain was one among them. Describing the shock of reality, he wrote, with the first suspicion of dawn, Every pilgrim took off his clothes and waded into the dark torrent, singing. But they did not sing long. The water was so fearfully cold that they were obliged to stop singing and scamper out again. Then they stood on the bank shivering, and so chagrined and so grieved that they merited honest compassion. They had promised themselves all along that they would cross the Jordan where the Israelites crossed it when they entered Canaan from their long pilgrimage in the desert. 
They were at the goal of their hopes at last, but the current was too swift and the water was too cold. The biblical narrators leave out this detail. In the geography of the mind, the Jordan River is holy. Like the pilgrims Mark Twain writes about, we too might think of the Israelites who, after 40 years in the wilderness, crossed over into a land of promise. If we've brushed up on Second Kings, we might remember Naaman, healed of leprosy after finally agreeing to dip in the waters of the Jordan seven times. And of course the Elijahs, who navigated daunting paths and faced death, taking up the mantle each in their own time, like Moses, with his staff before them, parting the water and crossing over on dry land. Add to these images cold, muddy rapids, and the biblical characters become more human. All that fuss about getting to the other side or getting in at all is suddenly relatable in a whole different way. The land of symbolism and the tangible realities of being human merge at the River Jordan. Standing in the muddy water, John appears. Out of the wilderness, he comes speaking the words of Isaiah and wearing the clothes of Elijah. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Having lived through one devastation after another, the people for generations have been praying for the day when the heavens would be torn open and the Spirit of God would descend on their behalf. Hearing John, they believe it is finally happening, and they understand it requires their collective response. And so the people come, the whole countryside, and they begin confessing the sins they share as a community, acknowledging the ways they have walked counter to truth and righteousness. Having made these confessions with sincerity, they are baptized in the river and the possibility of a new future dawns. The water alone is not what cleanses or brings new life. It is the work of the heart of stone becoming a heart of flesh. Jesus' baptism takes place within the story of a whole community coming to the water a whole community preparing for the kingdom of God to be made manifest in their midst. And when Jesus' baptismal story is told, they find themselves there too. A people for whom the Spirit descended like a dove over the waters, the same Spirit who brooded over the watery chaos and who dwelling within them recognized them as beloved. When I sit with the question, what would be helpful? I find myself with the people gathering at the water, simply gathering together. All those who've been Elijah's throughout time, standing there on the riverbank. The Mark Twains and Maya Angelou's, 
who have mined the depths and who are familiar with the river's twists and turns. Those we trust to meet us in the muddy waters of life and who hold us with compassion. We believe in a God who at our baptism made a covenant with us. A covenant that makes us part of the community of faith. A covenant which promises that we will never be abandoned. A covenant that affirms we are God's chosen in whom God's soul delights. A covenant that says we belong. This we believe. Amen. Oh, 
Let us pray. God of creation, giver of living water, be with all those throughout our nation and our world who are aching for new life, for freedom from oppression and fear. Steer our country toward reconciliation and peace. Shine your light upon us and breathe life into the hearts of the weary. You are a God of everlasting love, and our prayer is that you might embolden us to share this love with each and every one of your children. Almighty One, we also pray for those closest to our hearts, our friends, our parents, our children, our siblings, and even those we struggle with. In the silence that follows, we lift our concerns and prayers to you, knowing that you hear even those desires deep within our hearts. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
give thanks for the gift of creation. Before the world had shape and form, the Spirit moved over the waters. Out of the deep, the firmament was formed. The earth was brought forth, offering sustenance for life. Thank you. 
as the spirit of creation continues to hover over our waters, go forth and know you are beloved children of God. of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. Amen.